Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhensky wanting to know am I going. He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Yerzhensky not only Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenek getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin's a melt. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the hot corner playoff style. Hello. If you missed any of the first hour, you can download the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan. Speaking of podcasts, there's the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow around 4 p.m. We'll have Shane on from Point Blank Distribution as part one of our three-part series on the distribution of beer in Portland and the state of Oregon in general. I'm really, really excited about this. I think this is probably the, the coolest endeavor we've done so far, if it turns out. All right. We have to execute. That's fine. Unlike the A's tonight, we have to execute. <laughs> we can execute. Uh, but I, wanna, I believe in us. <laughs> we've got fair foul at the bottom of the hour. But first, I want to get into um, what might be. We, we've been talking about entertainment, Juan Soto and the game last night and the kids and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But there is, in my opinion, no more entertaining series than Twins Yankees. The two most home run hitting teams, the teams with pitching staffs that to me seem the most unpredictable whether it's starters, bullpen. I love the Yankees bullpen, but I mean, I just don't know. I feel like this is I'm gonna I'm gonna start it here on a broad sense, and we can dive more in if you want. But in the old cliche of like a football game, and I don't mean this who's up to bat at the end of the game, but I mean this looks to me like who's got the ball at the end of the game. I think this series goes five, and I think whoever has the momentum in game five is going to win this game. That sounds easy to say. That sounds like, you know, that's not a first down. It's a whole new set of four downs. But I can't pick a winner in this. I'm going to remove my Yankee fan hat for this segment. I appreciate that. I can't be biased. And I, am about, removing, I mean, I can, but... I'm removing my Indians hat. Yes. Because you know me, I, I hate those twins. The Twinkies. So, with no biases and, and trying to look at this as neutral as I can, even though I'm very excited about this starting in a couple of days... This, I think you might be slightly overstating how back and forth it's going to be. I think offensively, this could be an incredible series, right? Yeah. If you remember the series, the three, the three 
three-game series these two teams played earlier. It was like 13, like 10, 9-7, 15-12. It was absolutely <clears throat> bonkers. <clears throat> I like pitching, but sometimes it's fun to watch home runs all day. And I, you were actually out that week, and I talked about that. I was like, is this too much? <laughs> like, there's too many runs. Every, like, there's no lead is safe. It's just home run after home run. So I, what I think you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of power in this series. I think you're going to see a lot of home runs. If you have not watched the Twins yet this year, and I'm assuming some of you guys out there have not because they have not been on uh, t- national TV too often, every single one of their guys, most of them you probably haven't heard of too much, or they just rake and some of it, excuse me. Some of it is the launch angle stuff. Some of it, it might be the ballpark target field seems to be a, a home run box this year for some reason, even though I don't think it was built that way. It is impressive to watch the twins hit. Um, but what does, what do series come down to in the playoffs? Pitching and defense. Who has the better pitching staff as a whole? I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. Especially the bullpen. Definitely the bullpen. The, the Twins' bullpen has been a huge issue for them all year. They, they, tried not, to get, they tried to get Craig Kimbrell. They did. They tried to get everybody. They wound up with Sergio Romo. So that's Yikes. how their trade deadline went. Um, the Twins' bullpen is not good. We'll no. just say that. They've tried so many combinations of closers and setup guys, and every time I've watched them play, which has actually been a decent amount this year, every time I've watched them play, someone else is pitching in the 7th and the 8th. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that someone doesn't get hot and turn into a really great bullpen arm for them in the series. That's obviously possible. We've seen that happen in the playoffs before. May might be their best bullpen guy. Mm, I don't even think he's that good anymore. You know but, what I mean? But, like, that's what we're talking about here. Um, starting pitching-wise, although the Yankee starters have not been consistent, I think you look at a rotation that says Paxton, Severino, Tanaka, and you like that better than, what, Odorizzi, Barrios and Martin Perez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On paper, that looks better. Now, on paper, it looks better. But both, ba- both pitching staffs have been inconsistent. Barrios has been terrible in September. Yeah. Uh, but, he could, but he could show yes. some amazing flashes. Well, he's amazing. He's a great pitcher. He just hasn't been pitching well. Um, you know, Odorizzi's been their best starter. Mm-hmm. He's been most very, consistent. Very good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got a bunch of other guys that are kind of like, oh, former Tampa Ray Odorizzi. Yeah. This, we, we hope we hope they kind of pan out. So because of that, I think the offenses are, frankly, dead even. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. You'll, you'll think the names are sexier on the Yankees, and that's probably true. But they're dead even in terms of offensive output. Giancarlo could be a game changer because we haven't seen him really all year. So that could be the extra guy to push over. He's been... But he could be a strikeout machine. He's been good, not great since coming off the injured list. Has a bomb, has a couple doubles. It's He's, hard to tell. He hit for like a week and a half. Right. I'm just saying from what I've watched every game. So I I, I, I watched him play and kind of go through. He, he still strikes out of bad pitches. I mean, that's just kind of who he is. Um, you know, if the Yankees are fully healthy, I think their lineup will probably outduel the Twins lineup. But we don't fully know that either, right? Urshela just got a, an ankle injury in the last yeah. game of the season, and he might play. I think he's ready to go, but he might not be fully healthy. So the way I look at this is the lineups are basically even. I'm just going to call it a wash. Yankees bullpen is way better. Way better. Yankees starters are slightly better. And because of that, I think I lean Yankees. Uh, And the other thing that I I view with this series is the history between these two teams. Yeah. No matter who it's been, no matter what players and coaches. It's been Yankee dominant. Completely dominant. Yeah. So that to me, and I wonder, you know, you have a new manager with Rocco Baldelli who is been sensational this year right i would agree young guy comes in everyone goes rocco baldelli and you're like that failed prospect from the rays 
He's been amazing. He's been absolutely world-changing for the Twins. I mean, hell, they won 100 games this year, the Twins. Yeah. You know, we didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. The fourth team to win 100 games this year. Right. I remember in the beginning of the year we went, okay, Indians win the division. Maybe the Twins? Yeah, we'll see. And then we got kind of through, and it was like, the Twins aren't very good. And then all of a sudden, they were very good. But then the Indians caught up, and we were like, the Twins aren't good. I think what... So what I'm saying is I think Baldelli might be the guy to mentality change that because I think so much of this has been a mental thing for the Twins. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just have not beaten the Yankees in the playoffs at all. I want to say it's like they're like 2-18 and against them in the last 20 years or something like that crazy. Um, I think Baldelli could be the guy to change that mentality around, which could lead to your prediction of a five-game series. Uh, I just wonder how much that's going to play a part. I think there's a lot of aspects that come into play with me in this series and why I think it's going to go the distance. The Twins remind me of a Brewers team with better hitters. Remove Christian Yelich. Yeah. Uh, I think Brewers Twins are are quite similar. Brewers have a much better bullpen. But I will take the Twins hitting over the Brewers hitting minus Christian Yelich. But the Twins remind me so much of the Brewers in in, in just the mentality issue which is what you're getting at. I think Rocco Baldelli is a better better manager than Aaron Boone. I mean, I if, if you've you're, been ragging on Boone forever, if, if this is the first time you listen to the show or if this is the millionth time you've listened to the show, like, you know me, I'm not a fan of Aaron Boone as a manager. Have you read any of the great stories on him this week? I don't need to because I watch games and he looks like he doesn't know. He looks like Brian Cashman tells him what to do. And I just think in a slugfest with guys like Max Kepler, Eddie Rosario, and boomstick himself, Nelly Cruz, I think the Twins have a very, very good shot. Of all the teams that are the, quote, underdogs in these series, I think the Twins have the best shot to not push it to five, but to win it. I'm not going to bet money on the Twins. If you held a gun to my head, I'm going to say the Yanks just because I like guys like Didi Gregorius and Luke Voigt and Edwin Encarnacion, I like those veterans. By the way, make, Luke Voigt might not even make the roster from what I saw. Yeah. How crazy is that? And 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 the young kids like, you know, like Aaron Judge, for example, and Glaber Torres and Gary, you know, I, I I like that Yankees team, but there's just something about this Twins theme team that I do think has a real, real shot at this. I do too. Um, my official prediction is Yankees in four. Uh, I think a lot of the history is still going to come back to haunt the Twins. There's just some there's some sort of mojo that that is between these two teams. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I, I honestly believe that it's a real. It's almost like a curse of the Twins. If they play the Yankees, it's not going to it's not going to work. Yeah. So I think they'll win a game. Um, you know, one of the Yankee starters will not show up and get lit up or whatever. I'm going to vote James Paxton. Maybe. Um, but you know, so I'll say Yankees in four for that. However. That, to me, does not mean I don't think the Twins can win this series. Again, my fan hat is off for this. They very well could win this series. They are an exciting team. They are a young team, but I think they are more flawed than New York. And because of that, I think the Yankees will still come out to win the series. All right, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to be watching this series real closely. Real closely. I want both teams to lose. Not as closely as me. (laughs) (laughs) Fan hat back on. Uh, I'm watching every... GD second of this series. I'll tell you what, maybe we'll get together and watch a game. All right, when we come back, let's uh, let's switch over to the National League. We're going to run out of time here, so we're going to have to try to fly through these National League series, which is not fair because they're just as exciting. But we'll try to do that next. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Fair foul coming up in 15 minutes. But I want to try to power through the National League. No offense, but we're both American League boys here. So sorry, not sorry. Um, But I want to start real quickly. Nationals, Dodgers for what seems like the 30th year in a row. Right? (laughs) We're going to watch these guys again in the first round of the playoffs. How many times have they played each other in the first round? I feel like it's every year. The Nats can't win a playoff series, so it would be only them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see this. Yeah. Who who knows? I imagine Patrick Corbin starts game 1. I would imagine. I don't know who they start game 1. Dodgers. Kershaw? They announced Hingen. Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller. I think that's what they announced, yeah. I don't love Dave Roberts as a, as a manager, but I love starting Walker Bueller as like a cojones thing. Can I This is I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to ask this because I feel like it's going to derail everything. We're already derailed. We're hosed. You seem to very strongly dislike the new age manager. Even if they are good or have proven that they can win, you don't like them. I don't. Like Dave Roberts is a new age manager who's made it to two straight World Series. Nope, because his team is loaded. Aaron Boone won 100 straight games two straight years. Team's loaded. This year it wasn't. It was hurt. Still loaded. Look at them now. They still look really good. Well, now they're healthy for the most part. And they're loaded. <laughs> um. You don't you don't love the uh, the new age managers. I don't, and I think it's because they look too much into analytics. I think they, I think they live by uh, TV media commentators. When John Lester throws and he's in the third inning and he gives up a two run bomb and then Joe Madden decides to go out and pull him, I don't like that. Mm. And I think guys like Dave Roberts, Alex Cora, who I of of all of them I like Alex Cora the most, but I think him. You know, Osmus, you, you pick AJ a Hinch guy. is like that, too. A.J. Hinch, though, I think is smarter, and he has better horses. I think the this is just the different, difference of opinion. Um, I think that even the new age managers, even if you don't necessarily agree with the analytics stuff, I think that they're very good because they're able to take all the information the front office gives them, which is happening all over baseball, not just the new age managers, Correct. to be fair. And what they do is they pick and choose what they think is the most important and they package them into a digestible thing for the players, right? So, for example, and this is just because I read this article today. It was an article about Aaron Boone by Jeff Passan. Great article. I think you should read it just because it's a good article. I do like Jeff Passan. Um, just talking about Boone's history and, and what he's done. is you know his, his whole savages in the effing box thing became huge because of the, the, the video on Twitter this year. But he, he basically says in the article that, you know, we get all these analytics, right? Or the Yankees sent all these analytics down to Aaron Boone. And what he did was he packaged a bunch of them into one digestible thing and told the players, own the zone, right? Do not go out of the zone. It's a very basic baseball mantra, right? Yeah. It's just be patient. But what they harp on it so much there that instead of going to them and saying, well, you need this this percentage and this analytic and this and this, and this he packaged it all together and said, we will win because of that. And I think all these managers, not just him, I'm using it as an example because I read it, is they 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 tell the players in digestible forms what the analytics are telling them. So that and then they can pick and choose what they think is important as well. They obviously don't follow every single uh analytic that the front office sends down. I That's think, their job is to be the the mediator. I think what I don't like is that they don't have enough they don't have enough instinct. Is that it's too much relying on that. 
as opposed to just saying, I believe in you. Keep going. Well, is that the case? Or are you thinking that's the case, but maybe they, they're using more instinct than you believe? Are you being have you been led to believe that it's analytics only just because of the way baseball's going? Or is that actually the case? I've been led to believe that it's analytic driven because most of these dudes are TV guys that you still mean worked, watch, in, worked in TV and still watch TV in the sense of every pundit, you know, every guy on TV, unless your name is Peter Gammons, Tim Kirkshin or Buster only are like, you know, well, you know, Shamaniah in the sixth inning on the third time through is not that great again. But, well, he's dealing right now. So Terry Francona is going to let him go. Tony LaRusso is going to let him go. And I just think these guys are just too quick to pull triggers. They're afraid of failing instead of instead of being excited about winning. Okay. And that's why I don't like them. I think that's what's prevented Dave Roberts from winning a World Series. You might be right. I think it's a little bit – I think there's way more instinct involved than you think. Uh, it's just more leaning on analytics than it ever has been. And I think the managers you talk about, like Terry Francona, Tony La Russa, if La Russa was still in the game, and obviously Francona is, I think they're using more analytics than you want to believe that they're using. I agree, but they're still going with their gut. Except for Mickey Calloway. He hates it so much. <laughs> I'm so sad about Mickey Calloway. <laughs> but I think A.J. Hinch is smart enough and old enough and been around managing long enough. Has he, though? More so than Alex Cora. Well, yeah. Aaron Boone was on TV. He wasn't even that good of a player. Nobody was like, Aaron Boone's a leader. Yeah, Aaron Dave- Boone really knows the game. You know, who was next? What's next? Is A-Rod the next manager of the Marlins? Because he says stupid things on TV. That's how I felt about Aaron Boone. Well, read the articles. You'll find out more about Aaron Boone, and maybe you'll like him a little bit more. I highly doubt that. <laughs> and when the Yankees lose because of some bonehead decision, I want to be sitting right here, Mike. All right. Okay. Anyway, so Dodgers and uh, Nationals. Do you think the Nationals can overcome the Dodgers? Because they never have. No, I do not. I don't think so either. I think, look, the Dodgers are really good. Um, they are good. I don't, line, love, I don't love their bullpen. Their bullpen has some warts, uh, but they do have a couple of young guys they put in there. They put, uh, I'm going to forget his name, the guy with the super curly red hair. Oh, May yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. his last I, name. I don't know his name either. Um, they put him in there. They put another young guy in there as well. Uh, that'll, that'll help. Kenley Jansen's a huge question mark for the Dodgers because exactly. he has not been exactly the same as he was previous years. But I'd rather trot out Kenley Jansen than Sean Doolittle. That's true. <laughs> well, they didn't even put Doolittle in yesterday. They brought in Daniel Hudson. They're like, Doolittle? Yeah, no, it's going to be Daniel Hudson instead. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, the Dodgers' starting staff is the best in baseball. See, si, senor. Uh, uh, Numbers-wise, it has been. The Astros are better in top hey. three. But the the actual number, that's such a good staff, the Dodgers. I'm throwing Dodgers numbers are. out in the playoffs, baby. But the worry I have is that Ryu has not been as good in the last month of the season. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, we've seen some warts from them as well, pitching staff-wise. But, no, the Nationals should not hold a candle to the Dodgers. I think that's a three-game sweep, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what to expect from Patrick Corbin. Um, I don't know if he's actually ever really been in this situation. Um, we've seen Strasburg and Scherzer in these, and they, they haven't turned out well. So Scherzer, especially, I'm with you. I think this is the most boring series series of the four. I do too. Yeah. Except for earlier, you just told me the most boring series is St. Louis Braves. Oh, right. Sorry. 
Yes, that is the most boring series. Watch yourself. Change my opinions. You're listening. Why are you listening to me? Because what you're not paying attention to as as we shift over to this is I love the Braves. Yeah, the Braves are great. With my Indians not in the playoffs, I would love to see the Braves make the World Series. That team is so fun. I love their starting staff. I love their kids. I think I think the Braves are really, really fun to watch. They're very fun to watch, yes. However, Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, Wayno in the playoffs, if he can give you four innings, Martinez on the have back we, end. Have we figured out how to say Michaelis yet? Is that it? Miles Michaelis? <clears throat> sure, I'll go with Michaelis. He's good. Uh, I think the Cardinals are the sneaky, scary team in all of playoffs. I think the okay, that is what I meant. Is I think the Cardinals are the most boring team in the playoffs right now. I I understand why you say that. Um, I understand why they're good, but I just don't think they're very fun to watch. Uh, their most fun player is Paul Goldschmidt, and he's had kind of a down year for Paul Goldschmidt too. By the way, another down aside year for Paul Goldschmidt. Well, another aside that I've I'm sorry I'm super tangenty tonight. Um, Christian Walker. First baseman for the Diamondbacks? Yeah. Identical numbers to Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals. Oh, really? Really. Hmm. So they let him go and then get the same production from Christian Walker. I've never even heard of that guy. There you go. Wow. There's a little fact for your for your noodle right there. Um, I think the Braves are really exciting, but I also think that it this series is going to be kind of boring to me. Oh, see, I think this series is going to be like old man baseball. I hope I hope Which that's if you the just case. listen to that manager talk, I am clearly old man baseball. <laughs> that is true. You know, and I am totally in. But I get kids. I get Ronald Acuna Jr. I get Ozzy Albies. I get Jake Flaherty. Like I'm so jacked about this. Dakota Hudson. I am a huge Dakota Hudson fan. Oh, Michael is starting game one for the Cardinals. Against who? Max Freed? Nope. Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel. Duh, 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 He's duh, actually duh. been good for them, too. He has been good. Good signing for them. I think this I think this is the most unpredictable series. I know I was kind of leading to that with the Twins-Yankees, but I think the Yankees truly, I, I think, think this they is, check more boxes. I think this is the most unpredictable series. But this, yeah. I just don't know. I think the Braves are the better team, but the Braves play with so much emotion that what are they going to do if things don't work out for them? Well, if Josh Donaldson strikes out three times in a game and comes up in the bottom of the ninth in a big spot, is he going to deliver? Here's is the Acuna thing. going to get thrown out stealing because he thinks he's better than everyone? This is the most up-in-the-air series. However, I could also see this being 3-0 in either direction. The Braves are throwing Agreed. Fulton Avich in game two. I mean, Jesus, he's been terrible. Fulton! 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 Uh, oh, I'm so jacked about that. Right, so the Cardinals lineup has been, you know, I, they're fine. Yeah, they're a little they're a little average, but yeah, I, they, I think they're the worst hitting lineup in in the playoffs. Um, I think the Cardinals, the Rays are. don't really hit that well either. But you might be right. Um, but the uh, look at today's game, you'll think the Rays hit home runs every single at bat, which they never do. But uh, they might be the worst hitting team. So you can even in Fultonavich pitches average, you might see the Braves win the first three games. But on the flip side, I think Michaelis is good. You mentioned Flaherty is pitching game two. I mean, you could see the Cardinals just dominate from pitching standpoint and Dakota and sweep Hudson. it as well. Dakota Hudson. So I, I, I could see it being completely up in the air, but I also could see two sweeps, which would be boring. Yeah. Who you got in it? You taking the Braves? I'm taking the Braves. Yeah, I think I'd take the Braves too, just because I think top to bottom, they're better. I mean, Josh Donaldson is is fighting for a, for a contract. You know, Acuna wants the world to know who he is. Ozzie Albies has the most hits in baseball. Side note. 
He has the most hits in the regular season this year at 186. Ozzy Albies does? Yeah, nobody hit 200 hits this year. Huh. That's that interesting? interesting. That is very interesting. Year of home runs. I also didn't know Ozzy Albies was having that good of a year. He's kind of not, but he's got 186 hits, which leads Major League Baseball. Lots of at-bats. Okay. Yeah. Lots of, yeah, yeah. He bats lead off for a second. I'm excited about this one. I, look, I'm I am, and it's the two o'clock game tomorrow. It's afternoon baseball tomorrow. I'm so jacked. I'm down to be swayed in the opposite direction, and any any series will, you know, can get that going for me. I'm just the least excited about this one. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Playoffs start tomorrow with the National League uh, at two o'clock our time and five o'clock our time. You can watch. Uh, I don't know what channels they are. Probably TBS and. ESPN, something Both like that. Both are on TBS tomorrow. Both and, are on TBS. And Both are on 19 Station. ESPN Portland. Damn you, Mike. Damn you, Mike. I was just getting to that. Stealing. As, sorry, I, I had taken my headphones off my already. Update there, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of baseball for us to watch over the weekend. We'll check back in next week, and who knows? We might be previewing ALCS, NLCS. We'll see. Who knows? Kershaw choke? I don't know. Maybe. He likes to do it. He does like to do it. <laughs> we come back. We have fair for fair or foul next. But first, there's Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh my That's goodness! That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul. I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is fair or foul on the hot corner on 1080 The Fan. Deal Texan, give me a hot take. I'll give you a hot take. AEW sucks. <laughs> okay, Sunday we get Bray Wyatt the Fiend versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell. And we also get Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell. Titles on the line. This stuff is hot garbage. AEW sucks, but let me tell you about WWE. Clearly a better product. Mmm. Debatable at this point. This is a, the, the, their like debut show, and this is trash. This is trash. Well, they're both similar in the fact that they have to bring back old superstars and to uh, be relevant. Uh, Chris Jericho's the champ. Uh, my point exactly. Chris Jericho's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Old. I won't listen to you talk trash about right. Chris Jericho. All right. I won't talk trash, just, you know. Find some new talent. Anyways, moving on from wrestling. Mike's just quiet over there. <laughs> goofing off on a computer. I mean, I was watching with you. I don't know anything about wrestling at all. I was just watching it because it's on the TV. Yeah, why not? Um, Could have put hockey on, but no. To uh, go back <laughs> a couple weeks to a fair foul that we did, I asked two questions during that. Will Justin Verlander get 300 strikeouts as well? And uh, he did do such a thing. He did do such a thing. In his last start, too, right? Yeah. He's pretty good. So we had two 300 <laughs> strikeout seasons on the same team in the same year, which uh, I'm guessing has never been done before. <sighs> I got no idea. I'm not going to look it up. Um, right. And also, you guys were both correct in Joe Madden being uh, fired by the Cubs. So um, I don't know. Good job, I guess. Um, I'm still upset that they fired him, but poor Brad Osmus. Well, the hey, Angels were like, the angel oh, okay, hold on. I get to my next point is that another manager that was fired was Brad Osmus after just one year with the team. 
and the Angels having their worst season somehow since 1999. Um, so, two-parter, fair or foul, Osmus should have gotten more than one year. And part two, fair or foul, this is lining up for the Angels to sign Madden as their manager. I'll start. Uh, fair and fair, but... When Joe Madden's available and he spent 30 years in the Angels organization and you desperately need need and want a manager. Something I did not know. Who can, uh, I didn't know it either until I saw you as I was like, 30 years? My God. Uh, but yeah, so he was, a, he was an Angels lifer before he became a manager. It, you need someone to desperately change that clubhouse to not waste Mike Trout. It is, it is at my in my opinion, it is a desperate time to be the Angels because you just gave Mike Trout another big deal. He's staying in Anaheim. He's not going somewhere else. I think another he's another be... big deal. The deal. The deal. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it's been what, like three or four deals for him now in, in Anaheim. He's not leaving Anaheim. He's going to be an angel for life. It yep. kind of just feels like that. Yep. Do not waste him. And you have now seen Joe Madden take the Tampa Bay Rays to a World Series. Did Correct. not win it, but took it to the World Series. Take Worst the Cubs World Series I ever watched to a World Series and win it. Second worst World Series I've ever watched. <laughs> I feel like that should be one of your favorites because you got to go to three games. But two, but two? yeah. Anyway, you you take that chance. I'm sorry, you, you should not be firing your manager after one year. That's absolutely insane to me. Yeah. But if Joe Madden's available and you know that if you fire Brad Osmus and have an opening, you're going to get Joe Madden, pull the trigger immediately because he might run his course. Everywhere he's been, everywhere. he eventually does. The two places he's been, eventually his shtick runs dry. He's, he, he just, it's, eventually I think it becomes repetitive, right? It's kind of the same over and over again. But for the first five, six-ish years with the Angels, A, they're making the playoffs with him. Yeah. And you're going to get the most out of Mike Trout. So, yeah, fair and fair. Yeah, I mean, it's the right move to have Joe Madden come in. Because you have to do something down there, not just to, like, reinvigorate the fans, but the franchise. And, yeah, Mike, you nailed it. There's nothing else I got to say. I just think, for somebody that doesn't think Brad Osmus is a good manager, boy, is he getting a raw deal in this. You know, that's totally like, I'm breaking up with you because I got that. And that, my friends, in sports is brutal. It is. So, but, hey, it's cutthroat, and nobody's going to remember Brad Osmus if the Angels are in the playoffs next year or the year after that. Also, the so. Cubs, apparently, it's Dave Ross's job if he wants another TV guy. Oh, God. Classic, actually, classic Cub, though. I actually might like Dave Ross. He might be, like, the only player that I do dig you on. I'll say fair as well. The old cat catcher that was just oh, yeah. on the he's been doing T. Okay. Who's right. been gray for 10 years? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, he's an old guy. I like ball, the old guys. I like the old guys. Easy on the bald stuff, man. Easy, <laughs> easy. Bald and goatee. Easy, Joe. Easy. I'm not dissing it. We are sexy. I do have to admit look. that. Uh, going from one AL, AL West team to another, the Oakland A's, who um, they lost. <laughs> I mean. They did lose. I can't get over that comment. <laughs> we are sexy. <laughs> and we are, man. Look at us. I gave a few. Uh, I can dance better than him. Jeez. Uh, I gave a few stats earlier about the A's. What do you expect, Joe? <laughs> it's 845 at this point. I After don't know. dark. Or 940. After dark. See? I did, it. I did it this time. I got you. All right. So the A's, they blew it again. I gave you guys some stats earlier about how bad they've been in the postseason. But have they been so bad that fair or foul, they've lost 16 of their last 20 postseason games. 
The A's have lost 16 of their last 20 postseason games. They've lost nine decisions. Four and 16 in their last 20. Four and 16. If I take 16 and add four, I believe that is 20. I believe so, yeah. that is 20. Yeah. I'm going to say foul just because it's probably like three and 17. I'm going to say foul because they've been in the wild card game three times. So that's only three games. So if you remove those, that's 0-3. That means that they basically got swept in every series they were in prior for the most part. I'm going to say foul. All right. So, yes, they've lost the last three wild card games. That is correct. Uh, let me pull this up here. Give me a few seconds. Uh, just after little, dark. After dark. Clicky, Chris clicky. Jericho just came okay. out. So uh, three straight wild card losses, and then they had two straight divisional series losses in, losses in 2012 and 2013. Were that, those, were, that were sweeps? Those went five games each. Okay. So they, they got uh, four wins total there. Three and two, three and two. So they were wins. four and nine they get swept back in 2006 and then they had a 2-0 series lead on the boston red sox in 2003 and lost three straight oh so they so lost, it is four and they lost three straight to the red sox in 03 got swept in 06 three and two series three and two series three straight wild card losses wow. For a combined record of four and sixteen over the last twenty playoff games, come to Portland. Come to Portland. <laughs> Let's go, Ace. Sounds like us, man. Portland Ace. Let's do it, baby. Ouch. Yeah, that that's pretty bad, dude. It's not good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, that is the opposite, or I mean, that's the same as bad. Not yeah. not good. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, and on to that's our last one. That's why we're one. radio professionals here. <laughs> Grammar, baby. Um, on to our last one. The season is over. The stats are in. The win totals are in. The hit totals are in. Fair or foul, the Orioles had more wins than Chris Davis had hits. Uh, we did this last week. Damn uh, it. Well, we did, but there were still games There were to still play. games left. Ah. So we did it last week, and last week, Chris Davis had, what, like two more hits than Orioles wins? Two more hits. And that was the same as the week before. It had been two straight weeks where the gap was two. Now, the Orioles played who to wrap the season? Red Sox? I believe so. Was that it, Joe? They did have one. If it wasn't their last series, it was like the second to last series that they played was the Red Sox. I don't think they won any more games. I'm, I think sorry, they, I'm sorry if watching Orioles games at the end of this year was something I didn't uh, do a lot of. Way to know. be a fan, Joe. Geez. Yeah, geez, sorry. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Chris Davis had more hits by two. <laughs> I believe I know the answer to this, Bob. I think Chris Davis finished with three more hits than the Orioles did wins because after we did that, the next day they were playing the Mariners, I believe, and I saw Chris Davis get a hit. Hmm. And I did not see the Orioles win. This is just so fun because we obviously have no idea what happened with the Orioles. They this did, is, they this did, is, they did finish off with the Red Sox. So okay. that, I mean, didn't know that. They played the Mariners two series before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and we, we kind of have a general I idea. I saw Chris Davis get hit and I was like, wow, ah, no, no, 
he got a hit. No. And then they played the Blue Jays in between, correct? Yeah, they did. Look at baseball, Mike. I was going to say, of course, Mike knows. Yeah. Baseball, Mike. All right. Our final total. That was really douchey. I'm of sorry. the 2019 season. Chris Davis, 55 hits. Oh, no way they won 55 games. The Orioles, 54 wins. Oh, man. Come on, Baltimore. What is wrong with you? And the Orioles will have the second overall pick this year. They don't even have the, the best. Yeah, the Tigers have the worst record. I think didn't the Red Sox walk off the last game of the season too? I wouldn't be surprised. They could have. They could have. They walked off one of the games. I think in that series, they could have had the same amount of wins as hits. This is one of the greatest things we've ever done on this. Yeah, show. this surpasses the Logan Morrison stuff without a doubt. Okay. I don't know if anything will top it. We're gonna try to find stuff, and I just don't know if it will. Like. Like, just even cool things in baseball like that. Did you know that in the A's last game, Chris Davis needed to go 17 for 18 to bat 247 on the year? What? <laughs> that would have been his fifth year yeah. in a row batting 247. Well, because he's not getting 18 at-bats <laughs> in his last game. That's like the most useless stat ever. You know, if this game goes on forever tonight. <laughs> Did you know that the Tigers and the Nationals had the same record in May, in late May? Really? Yeah. I do know the the Nats were like 18 games under 500. I would like they? to probably add the Rangers to that list too. The Rangers, Rangers. started off pretty good. Hey, Rangers were in like first for the first. They were month a wild card team, and then the trade deadline passed, and they didn't do squad douche. No, and then, and then Mike like, Miner stopped being good. Yeah. Did you see? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm doing this so much tonight. <laughs> Did you see the? Uh, there you go, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Did you see the Mike Miner? 200 strikeout thing? No. You didn't see any of it? No, I don't okay. care. We got to talk about this next. All right. We have to. All right. All right. So that's Fair or Foul. Thank you, Joe, uh, for uh, for playoff editions of Fair or Foul. When we come back, Mike's got something cool about Mike Miner and 200 strikeouts. It ain't 300 strikeouts. We'll do that next. This is 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We'll finish this bad boy up, and next week we'll be back with some more playoff chatter as we'll do this throughout the postseason, which means we're like four weeks away from Big John coming on, which is always great. True. Uh, Over the break, uh, I stumped these two, and we found out that there is a duo of teammates that have thrown 300 strikeouts in a season. That would be 1998 on the Arizona Diamondbacks, Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson. Wasn't that their first year in existence? I think so. That's well, I don't know if it's their first year in existence, but I know it's, I think it's their first year as teammates. Maybe 97 was the first year. I think it's their Rays, first year as teammates. Rays and Diamondbacks. Uh, and Randy Johnson threw over 300 Ks like five or six times because he was good. Quite good. He was real good. All right. So here's what I wanted to, to bring to you. Some Mike Miner stats. Well, it's not a stat. Stats up in that beep. It's a situation that happened that I'm. I think I know where you where your thoughts would lie, but actually I'm curious. So Mike Miner about to become the manager of the Rangers. Mike Miner needed 200 strikeouts to reach some sort of bonus level in his contract, right? And he was going into his final start of the year against the Boston Red Sox, nine strikeouts shy of 200. Okay, that's a lot in a game. Miner. Had eight strikeouts through seven innings. He needed one more strikeout. But guess how many pitches he had already thrown? 
113. 117 pitches. Damn. Joe and I were on the same same wavelength. So Ra- Rangers manager Chris Woodward basically said, I'm letting you get to 200 if I can help it. He goes out with 117 pitches in the eighth inning, meaningless end-of-year game with the Red Sox and, and the Rangers. What do the Red Sox do? They know what's happening. Brock Holt, Gorkas Hernandez, Jackie Bradley Jr., all swing at the first pitch and get out. Three-pitch inning, inning over. Because they know he's going for 200 strikeouts. Yeah, oh yeah. They make contact. They make contact all in the first <clears throat> pitch. They send him out again at 120 pitches in the ninth inning. Now, in the ninth inning, I'm trying to remember which batter it was. Chris Owings. Didn't know he was on Boston. Chris Owings pops up into foul territory with two outs. And everybody on the field yelled, drop it! (laughs) And the catcher and Guzman let the ball drop between them for strike number two. The next pitch was a curveball, incredibly borderline. The ump calls it strike three, game over. He gets his 200 strikeout. Wow. Now, now I saw on Twitter, old school baseball guy was about having a heart attack over this. I mean, it was like it was being called a farce, a sham. It was the refs were in on it. It was spitting in the face of of baseball. And I'm sitting here going, it's the last game of the season. Who cares? Who cares about 200 strikeouts in a year? Not this guy. I'm saying he's getting a bonus for it, I think. Well, I don't give a crap about that. Well, obviously the Rangers do. Well, then they should yell at their manager for trotting him out for two more innings. No, no, I'm saying the players wanted him to get his number. Well, of course they did. They all want money. And then one of the, I forget which writer it was, basically tweeted, he goes, I'm sure Mike Miner feels great about the, the 200Ks after that debacle. And he goes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> he responded to it like, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. That's great. So what do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, that was, that was as obvious as it was that the Rangers were trying to get him his, his 200th K. The Red Sox were trying to not let him do it. And they dropped an easy catch intentionally in foul territory just so he could have a chance to do it. How do you uh, feel? Old school Patrick, how do you feel? Old school Patrick's okay with it because the game doesn't matter. I think that's why. Okay. Because I saw, I mean, in I'm not kidding. It was like an, up, it was an uproar on Twitter. It about doesn't this. really matter about draft picks. It's not, you know, Tigers, Orioles, and the Tigers decide, you know, what? we'll be the worst team in baseball, so you're not again. No, I'm, I'm okay with it because you know why I'm okay with it, Mike? Because I didn't know it happened, and I just don't care. Well, that's why I explained it to you now. You see what I mean? I'm an old-school baseball guy, but if this was 300 strikeouts, yeah, I might care. This is 20 wins, yeah, I might care. 3,000 hits, yeah, I might care. Serving up a fast one to Cal Ripken Jr., I might care if it wasn't Cal Ripken Jr. But I think sometimes this is what makes baseball fun. Because I, I am an old guy. I thought it was great. I am an old guy. But back in the day, people had fun playing baseball. Now think, it's just about dollars. I think people still have fun playing baseball. I hope so. I have fun watching it. Me too. Uh, yeah, I would agree. But yeah, I mean, I, Thanks, I thought, Jim, I, where you been? You still getting blown out by Wisconsin? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you definitely you, do know. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> it was ugly. Um, there was a clip, by the way, of Jim Harbaugh. That was floating around. It was from uh, one of the documentaries, the All or Nothing documentary from Michigan. And it was in the Outback Bowl last year. And he calls a play. And 
the offensive coordinator goes into his headset and they have all this audio and he goes, I don't have a good feeling about this. And he goes, why? And then he looks in the field and he goes, ah, crap, blah, 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 is in there. He didn't realize that the other halfback was in there and it, or the fullback. And he goes, ah, crap. And then guess what happens? Fumble. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I should have called timeout. <laughs> whoopsies, whoopsie doozy. Well, whatever. Well, that's that. We'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy the uh, DS series as they should be fantastic as I look forward to all of them and am really excited about Friday where we get four playoff games all day. I will Go be, Yankees! I will be next to a TV. Uh, for Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do, like watch WWE over AEW. Goodness gracious. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 